You are now listening to Finding Yourself in Christ taught by Pastor Randall Crawford Sr. Please visit our website to listen to more messages like this one and subscribe to our newsletter at BethelHouseOfTruth.org. Again, that is BethelHouseOfTruth.org. Enjoy the message and God bless you. All right. Good evening. Good evening. I want to welcome you all to Bethel House of Truth. Praise be to Yahweh. Yeshua in the highest. Amen? Amen. All right. Let's get right into this. Finding yourself in Christ. Finding yourself in Christ Jesus. That's a big thing, right? That's something we should all do. One of the most important times in your life is when you find out who you are. You know? This is extremely important. I believe that um, everyone should know who they are. Everyone should find themselves in Christ. You really, really should. Now, we're going to start with Proverbs 19 for one verse. We're going to move on from there. But sometimes when, and I want you to think about this in this way. Sometimes when we buy an old home, an old home, or even a car, but when you buy an old home and we decide to gut it to the bones, Amen. You're going to find things, a whole lot of things wrong with the home. Okay. The wiring's wrong. The plumbing's wrong. The foundation's cracked. Need, need, new, need new windows. Need a roof. Okay. Um, the interior's all messed up inside. So in order to find ourselves, we must gut ourselves. Amen. Like an old house. To get the best we can out of ourselves. Amen. You really have to gut yourself. And don't, you don't got to worry about if you find old wiring. You know. If you find pipes that are just horrible. You know what I mean. You don't have to worry about if the wood creaks or whatever the case may be. You know. You don't gut yourself by yourself. God's going to help you. Amen. He's literally going to help you. And he's going to help you replace everything with stuff that he know works well. You know, with his spirit. So, finding ourselves in Christ Jesus. It's very, very important that you do this. Because most people don't, they don't know who they are. And I even, I'm not even speaking of election. You don't know why you do what you do in life. You don't know why you sin. Okay? You don't know why um, you have an attitude. You don't know why you're angry. You don't know why you're upset. You don't know why you talk bad about people. You don't know why you do good. You don't know why you love people the way you do. You don't know why you take on other people's problems. You don't understand why your life is the way that it is. Finding yourself in Christ explains all these things. I think it's important. I really do. I think you can't really grow until you know who you are, until you find yourself in Yahweh, in Jesus Christ. So Proverbs 19, verse 8. 19.8. If you have it, say glory to God. He that giveth wisdom loveth his own soul. You hear how important wisdom is? If you get wisdom, if you strive for wisdom, you loveth your own soul. He that keepeth understanding shall find good. Because the goodness of God and the goodness of life comes from wisdom and understanding. Comes from wisdom and understanding. But in order to do that, you must find out who you are in Christ. You must find yourself in Jesus Christ. And that's the truth. Why do I have an alcohol addiction? Why do I have a drug addiction? Why do I have this type of personality? Why do I get jealous? Why do I get envious? Why am I so lustful? Why do I hurt? Why am I so sensitive to certain things or to certain people or what they say to me? 
You ever notice when you think you understand something and you do it and it makes no sense at all? Right? That happens, right? You thought it was a great idea, but it turns out to be a really stupid idea. For some people, stupid works well, okay? For some people, ridiculous just works. It just does, okay? But if you're a true child of God, wisdom and understanding must be present for success because that's who you are. Wisdom and understanding must be present for success. It only works if wisdom and understanding from Yahweh is instituted in your life. Amen? Makes sense, right? So if you have asked yourself, well, how come this ain't working for me? How come that's not working for me? How come this don't work for me? How come I don't have this? How come this isn't working? How come that isn't It's more than just faith. It is more than just faith. It's more than just your faith. It truly is. It is your lack of wisdom and understanding. It truly is. And I want you to understand that. Can you see that? Can you see that? I pray you can. I pray you can. Let's go to Romans 12. It should be a part of who you are. Wisdom and understanding is the first steps of finding yourself in Christ Jesus. That's why I went there. And for any type of success. Romans 12, another short chapter. Romans 12, verse 1. Paul speaking. Dedicate your lives to God. That's what this chapter is about. Finding yourself in Christ. That's how you dedicate yourself and you find yourself in Jesus Christ. I beseech you, therefore, brethren and sisters, by the mercy of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, meaning it's what you're to do if you're truly in love with Yahweh and Jesus Christ. Okay? It's who you are. It's who you are. There's some things in life, people who are righteous don't do righteous acts or good acts just because they want to. People who are wealthy or people who are middle class or people who are um, somewhat rich just don't give their money away because they want to. Amen. They give it away because they're compelled to. You're compelled to by God. Amen. You do good because you're compelled to do good. It's, it's not something that you could take credit for. Amen. It's your reasonable service to God. It's who you are when you find yourself in Christ. If you're not there yet, it's because you haven't found yourself in Christ. If you have a problem with doing good and you still split down the middle, it's because you have not found yourself in Christ Jesus. And be not conformed to the world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, your spirit, your thought process, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Listen, we don't know the perfect and the acceptable will of God. We don't know God's perfect will, okay? Because if we did, if we knew God's perfect will, right? Now, I'm a pastor saying this. Over 20, over 20 years of teaching and knowledge and understanding and wisdom filled with the Holy Spirit, the anointing of God is here, and we don't know God's full plan, okay? I don't know God's full plan, okay? I only know what God gives me. So everything that you do know from God is because he wanted you to have. You can't take credit for none of it. You can't boast about any of it. And I want you to see that. You just have to know that whatever God has for you, he will show you. Whatever his plan is, he will show you. Whatever his plan is for your life, he will show you. But if, if 
the plan that you placed on your own life is minus wisdom and understanding. God's not involved. Right? He's not involved. But if wisdom and understanding, not what you think is wisdom and understanding, but what God knows is wisdom and understanding from him, if it is there and it's in your plan, it is God's plan. It is his plan. It is his perfect will. We only want to do what's pleasing to God. Amen. For I say, though the grace given unto me to every man and woman that is among you, not to think of himself or herself more highly than he or she ought to think, but to think soberly with a clear head and a clear mind, to think with wisdom and with understanding. Amen. According as God had dealt to every man or woman, the measure of faith. Paul's saying, when you do good things, it should make you feel good about yourself. Amen. It really should. It should make you feel good about yourself and about what you've done. Because that's who you are. You've discovered that you're at your best when you're doing things that's pleasing to Yahweh and Jesus Christ. Right? You are at your best. How good does it feel when you do things that are good, when you do things that are pleasing to God? How good does it make your inside feel? It makes your whole day great, doesn't it? Really does. It should. It should. If there's a problem, you have a problem. Amen? Rather than selfish acts of the flesh. Selfish acts of the flesh are only going to boomerang back on you. And they're going to destroy your life, pretty much, right? You feel better after praise. You feel better after hearing truth. You feel better after prayer. And you feel better when you're not puffed up. That's yourself in Christ. Amen? That's, that's yourself in Christ. That's yourself in Christ. Let's go to Ephesians 2. Now we get into some long chapters. Ephesians 2. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. I love this message because finding yourself in Christ is extremely important to me. You know, it, it's extremely important to me because it lets me know why I feel the way that I feel, why I have so much joy. Because I know Christ. I know who I am in Christ. I understand it. I know that when I do something good, I'm compelled to do it because it's from God because of the spirit that lives inside of me because of his righteousness not mine I can't take credit for it amen you can't take credit for it amen when you do something bad how bad does it make you feel because you know better because you know better right how bad does it make you feel inside when you when you when you say to yourself I should have done more or I should have helped that person more or I should have been more patient and understanding. I should have used more of the wisdom that God has given me to do better, right? That makes you feel guilty inside, doesn't it? Because you know that everything that's in you is what everyone else needs, right? Let's find yourself in Christ. 2 verse 1, if you have a say glory to God. And you have, he quickened, there's that quickening again. To quicken your spirit. Now there's wisdom and understanding working inside of you. Amen. And wisdom and understanding comes from the spirit of God. Who are dead in trespasses and sins. That's who you were 
before you found yourself in Christ. That's who you were before you found yourself in Christ Jesus. Amen? I, I'm not ashamed to say that's who I was before I found myself in Christ Jesus. Because some, Listen, there's some people who still this way claiming Christianity. You can't be this way claiming Christianity because guess what? You haven't found yourself in Christ Jesus. That means there's no place for you. There's no place. You can't find, listen, you can't find yourself in Christ, in Yahweh, in the spirit, in that secret tabernacle, unless there's a place for you. Amen. If there's no place for you because of your double mind, if there's no place for you because you won't let things go, if there's no place for you, it's something that you're doing wrong and you don't feel good about it. But, so why do you keep fighting? I speak the truth, period. Okay. And that's just what it is. Wherein in time past ye walked according to the course of this world, to your flesh, according to the prince of the power of the air. That would be Satan. You don't want to still be doing that. Amen. The spirit worketh in the children of disobedience. Now, now that you see, now that you see clearly with wisdom and understanding, and you see, and you're like, there go I. That used to be me. That used to be who I was. I used to be a rude, smart mouth. I used to be, I ain't saying me per se, but I used to be, that's what you would say. I used to be one who, if I wanted something, I'll just take it. I used to be one who would manipulate someone out of anything to get what I want. Right? I used to be one who would use someone just to get anything I want because that's who I am. That's who I used to be. So you could understand, right? You understand. But you're not that person anymore because you have a place in Christ. You found yourself in Christ. And I want you to understand this message. And if you still have those thoughts, those thoughts of not being able to find your place in Christ, and if you have not found your place in Christ, it's because you're double-minded. Three. Among whom also we all had our conversation in time past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desire of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. Listen now, at one point in your life, you were the children of wrath because you only did things that was pleasing to your flesh. Amen. And that's the only company you kept as well. You only kept the company of the people who thought the same way you thought. Amen. You remember being in the world and someone who found their place in Jesus Christ will come to you and be like, hey, let me show you Jesus Christ. You'd be like, man, please. You got time for that. Man, please. I'm in the world. I'm in the world. I'm in it. That's who you used to be. Amen. You got to be honest and remember that. It still shouldn't be you if you claim Christianity, if you love Yahweh, if you know this truth, if you carry wisdom and understanding with you. Here we go. Verse four. But God. Who is rich in mercy. Yes, he is. He waits. He's patient. He waits for you to accept his mercy, to accept his salvation. He waits because he loves you. For his great love wherewith he loved us. He died on the cross. He waits patiently for you to accept him. He waits patiently for you to accept him. Glory to God. Even when we were dead in sins. Yes, sin leads to death. Hath quickened us together with Christ. Found your place. And Christ, by grace, ye are saved by the love of Yahweh and Jesus Christ, 
by Christ's sacrifice, we are saved. It is nothing we can brag about. It is nothing that we've done. It's only because of what he done. Amen. And have raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus because you found yourself in Christ. So now you can sit with him in heavenly places. Amen. Now, I don't think people understand. I don't think people understand with understanding and wisdom what it means to be a Christian, what it means to be a real Christian, one who carries wisdom and understanding, one who carries the truth, one who carries the tall, the mark of God, the seal of God in their spirit and in their mind, and one who carries the Holy Spirit. I don't think people understand because you're sitting in heavenly places. You don't even, you don't even know what goes on if you have the Holy Spirit when you are sleeping and around you. Seven. That in the ages to come, yep, the third earth age coming, he might show... The exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. Yes. When he returns at the seventh trump, either you're going to have blessings or you're going to have cursings when he returns. Either you're going to have rewards or you're not going to have rewards. Amen. Verse 8. For by grace you are saved through faith. And that not of yourselves... It is the gift of Yahweh, the gift of God, just for being a believer and sticking with the transformation from flesh to spirit. You're rewarded. Praise God. Verse 9. Not of works, lest any man should boast, or any woman should boast, or any child should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God had before ordained that we should walk in them. Listen. When we found ourselves in truth, we, f we find that Yahweh had a plan for us all along, if you're his elect. And we were um, created to walk in that plan. And before we understood with wisdom and understanding the knowledge of the plan that God for us had for us, before we found ourselves in Christ Jesus, we were all over the place in life. All over the place. Think back on your life. We were all over the place doing things we had no business doing. Amen? Because if you understood who you were in Christ, if you understood your place in Jesus Christ, I guarantee you wouldn't have been doing those things unless you're a natural, double-minded person. Then you wouldn't have a place in Christ in the first place. You getting this message? You understanding it? Praise God. Wherefore, remember that ye being in time past Gentiles in the flesh, those who are separated from the commonwealth of the heavenly wealth of God and Jesus Christ, who are called uncircumcision, those who don't believe, by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands. Listen now, you, gotta, you have to remember, when someone in your family or a stranger came to you, tried to give you Christ Jesus, and you were full-fledged in the world, and you thought of them, you thought they were the smallest piece of whatever on earth. It was like, if you don't leave me alone, let me live my life. Just leave me alone. I want nothing to do with the God you serve or the church you go to. Let me live my life. Whether that person was in fault, so whether that person was in truth, they were trying to show you your place in Christ, but they didn't understand that they couldn't do that. They couldn't show you your place in Christ because they didn't even have a place in Christ if they were in falsehood. But if they were in the truth and they came to you trying to show you their place in Christ, they would understand with wisdom and understanding that that's not how it works. 
God got to give you wisdom and understanding to know who you are in Christ to find yourself. Because you are uncircumcised. They were circumcised by belief in Jesus Christ trying to bring you in to whatever they thought was truth. Amen? You got to remember. You have to remember. You have to remember the rejections that you placed on people saying, leave me alone. How you would hide when people would knock at your door. No, leave me alone. I don't want to be bothered by you because I have my place in life. Amen. We have a new place now. We have a new place. That at that time, you were without Christ. Listen now. Being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. Have you, listen, this is funny because and strangers from the um, covenants of promise, having no hope without God in the world. No hope at all. We had no hope, no chance until we found ourselves in Christ Jesus. It says you were aliens. Aliens. You ever look at an old picture of when you was in the world? Hmm? You ever look at an old picture of when you was in the world, right? If you look at an old picture of when you was in the world today, when you when you have yourself in Christ today, if you look at an old picture, you will laugh and hold your belly. <laughs> you will laugh and hold your belly. you be like, what the heck was that? I do look like an alien, right? You will laugh and hold your belly. That's the truth. Because you had a different look about you. You had a different way about you. You had a different lifestyle. It's not the lifestyle you have today. Today is totally different. If you saw someone today with their place in the flesh, with their place in the world, with their place as a child of the prince of the world, which is Satan, you will be like, that person's crazy. That person needs help. But that's what they said about you when you was in that place. Remember? I remember. You had no help. You had no hope. You had no chance. Until you found Christ. That's exactly what Paul just said. You had no chance at all. No chance at all. You could have died any time. And had no chance. Except for the fact that some people are God's elect. So God was going to pull them anyway. Out of the world. And to his wonderful grace. Amen. But now in Christ Jesus. Ye who sometime were far off. Are made nigh close. By the blood of Jesus Christ. Only by his great love and sacrifice do we get close to Jesus Christ. You can't boast. You can't brag. For he is our peace. Who gives you peace? Christ. He is our peace. Who have made both one and have broken down the middle wall partition between us. Praise God. Between us. What's between us? Between us and God. In us in sin. Jesus Christ. You cannot get to God. Unless you go through Jesus Christ. You can have the Holy, I have the Holy Spirit. Okay. And I still have to say in the name of Jesus Christ. For all things. For all things. And when you were in the world. And in the flesh. And in your way. You found yourself. that You found a place that you thought you were comfortable in in the world. Christ was there. Blocking you from coming in. Because you wasn't ready. You was not ready. That's why you can't rush someone into the truth. You can't rush someone into um, knowing who Jesus Christ is. This is when God wants them, not when you want them to come in. Amen? 
You just can't rush anyone. Cannot rush them. Well, well, my husband need to get it together. Well, you can't rush the dude. Well, my wife need to get it together. Wait, that sounds voice. Wait, yeah. Well, my wife need to get it together. You can't. You can't rush her. You can't rush her. You can't rush her. Amen. God knows when it's time, because your wife will come to church and you be like, "You hear that, baby? I hear it. what? She's not ready." You bring your husband to church and he's like, "You he be like, you hear that, honey?" I, I hear it, but what are you saying? I don't understand. Well, I mean, what, I mean, what, I don't understand. You know, I don't understand. I don't get it. What are you saying? What are you saying? What are you saying? That ain't me. That ain't me. That ain't me. She's like, baby, that is you. That's you. We go through the same thing every day with you. Think about it. Well, I guess I got to keep coming if I, I'm tired of sleeping on the couch, so I got to keep coming. <laughs> I got I to keep coming. The church, what you think is church, I gotta keep coming. So he keeps coming, and after a whole year, it clicks, bang. It's like, Lord Jesus, I surrender. That's only when God wants it. Can't force it, because it won't be real, amen? 15, having abolished in his flesh, the enmity, that's a fancy word for strife. You know what that means. The opposite things of God. Even the law of commandments, Contained in ordinances, blood sacrifices. We don't do that. Jesus Christ destroyed all them blood sacrifices. He's the last one. Amen. For to make in himself of twain one new man. So making peace. Listen, 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 listen. Making a new person. That's what Christ does for you. Making it. This is what his death does for you. When wisdom and understanding is presented to you, you take it in and you listen, you hold on to it and you seek him and you find your place in him. This is what he does. He makes a new person that you don't even know, that you didn't even know existed in him. Showing us the greatness of Yahweh and the very purpose of living in life. Do you not understand that from being in the truth? Do you not understand that from being in the truth? The very purpose of living in life? The very purpose, God's whole plan. Do you not understand that? Living in this life to Yahweh and Jesus Christ. Teaching us and showing us who we really are in his holiness. Christ becomes our filter to filter out the bad, the sin, the hate, the envy, the jealousy, the pride, the lust, the filth, the lies, the fleshly mindset, the double mindset, the greed. He helps us find ourselves in his greatness so that we can be great in him and never separate from him. For without Christ, we can do nothing. It's an amazing thing that Christ does. It's an amazing thing. 16. And that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereof. When Christ came, he destroyed death on the cross instantly, just like that. Soon as the nails went in his feet, and then that spear went in his side, and his hands were up there, and that crown of thorns went on, and he went in the tomb, and he rose on the third day, death was destroyed. Glory to God. He destroyed everything that causes us to go astray. And came and preached peace. To you which were afar off, and to them that were nigh. For through him we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. By the Holy Spirit you have access to the Father, 
to the Son anytime by the Holy Spirit. He knows when you're in trouble. He understands what you're going through. He knows before you even ask. I know that for a fact. He guides you. Now, therefore, ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. Do you hear that? You're a citizen of the household of God. That means in the heavenly realm, you're a citizen. Praise God. If you know and understand who you are in Christ, if you found yourself in the truth, you're not an outsider anymore, but a true citizen of heaven because you are stuck with the, the grueling process, the gutting process of change. Not by yourself, but with Christ gutting you and helping you and helping you. Because before you find yourself in Christ, you had to undergo <laughs> real reconstruction of mind, body, and spirit. It's hard. It's extremely hard to see who you truly are, the bad you. It's hard to have somebody hold a mirror up to you every single day. That's me and my wife. We hold each other accountable every single day. Mirror, bang. I'll be like, I'll be like, <laughs> the mirror, the mirror. You have to hold the mirror up just to find the good you in Christ Jesus. That's the truth. If you can't take a mirror being put up to you, you will not be married. If you can't take a mirror being put up to you on an every day in, day out basis, you will not find your other half. Because that's marriage. Amen? That is marriage. And that's marriage in Jesus Christ. That's physical marriage and that's spiritual marriage. That's spiritual love and that's physical love. That's marriage. Amen? 20. And are built upon the foundation of the apostles, the prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Yes, he is the chief cornerstone. We now stand on the rock. He holds everything together. He knows exactly where to put you in the body of Christ. 21. And whom all the buildings fitly framed together groweth unto a holy temple in the Lord. Yes, something Yahweh could be proud of. Praise God. 22. Close this chapter. And whom ye also are builded together for an habitation of God through the Spirit, a place in your soul for Yahweh. One that God in Christ carved out so the Spirit could dwell. That old stuff is gone. You get a new heart, my friend. Christ to dwell by the Holy Spirit. So, finding yourself in Christ is so important. It's so important to, um, once you find yourself, stay there. Stay put. Stay put. Grow. Grow in His grace. Grow in His mercy. Grow in understanding. Grow in wisdom. Grow in truth. Grow in stature and life so that you can help more people. Through the blessings of God. Let's go to 1 John 3. Almost done. 1 John chapter 3. We are God's children. If you have a glory to God, any reason. Behold, what manner of love the Father, that's Yahweh, have bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God, the daughters and the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not because it knew him not. <clears throat> 
When someone can't identify love, they don't know Yahweh and Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Think about it. When someone cannot identify love, the love of God, they do not know Yahweh and Jesus Christ. Know that. Understand that. So when you go try to talk to someone about Yahweh and Jesus Christ, okay, or you just try to do something good, and they say, no, I, I refuse it. I had someone do that to me one day. I was going to pay for someone groceries. It was like $400. I said, I'll pay for it. No problem. She was like, no. Why? No. I said, okay, cool. We'll keep it moving, right? Why, why are you stopping good from coming to you? You know what I mean? Something's wrong. Something's wrong. They don't know love. Now, I looked at her hand. She didn't have a ring on. Nobody ain't putting a ring on that. So, so that's, that's the whole thing. They're not. They're not. What you grumpy for? What's your problem? I was with my wife when I had her. So, I ain't hitting on you. You understand what I'm saying to you? The first lady was like, just leave it alone. I said, yep, just leave it alone. She said, I appreciate it, but... Struggling for dimes and nickels? Really? I'm trying to help you. Verse 2. Beloved. That means you're loved of God. Beloved. That means you're loved of God. Beloved. Listen to that again. Beloved. You're loved of God. You hear that? I want you to let that translate in your spirit for a second. Beloved. Now are we the sons and the daughters of God. And it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear at the seventh trump, we shall be like him in our spiritual body, for we shall see him as he is. We see Christ for who he is. Because you have a place in him. Other people can't see him for who he is because they don't have a place in him. That's why people will worship Antichrist instead of the true Christ because they don't know the true Christ because they don't have a place in him. It's a beautiful thing at the seventh trump. It really is. Did you hear what I just said, though? Hmm? About the people who can't see the truth? It's because they don't have their place in him. You can see the truth because you know you have a place in him. He has a place inside of you. Okay? But people who can't see the truth, they don't have a place in Christ. They're different. They're like you used to be. Amen? Mm -hmm. And because of the time, it's probably worse. Amen? Probably worse off. So now you know how to gear your wisdom and understanding and knowledge towards the people that you're trying to help with discernment. Amen? Amen. Mm -hmm. And every man and woman that hath this hope in him purifieth himself even as he is pure. This is beautiful because what this is saying here is this. We strive to live a better life after we found ourselves in Christ Jesus. No games at all. We strive to live a better life. One without games. You don't play with God. You don't play with Christ. Amen. Amen. One without games games because if you know that you're not ready to give up the life that you that you're so comfortably living in the flesh and you know you're not ready to be transformed to be gutted by God because he's going to gut you to be gutted by God completely amen like you a gutter snapper and be gutted amen right you know what I'm saying right 
If you're not ready to do that, if you're not ready for that to happen to you, if you're not that old house to change all the pipes, all the wirings, all the floor, all the windows, every roof, and change all the um the foundation of the house as well. If you're not ready to do that, don't buy it. Amen? Don't put your money into the truth. Don't put your money into Christ. Don't buy it if you ain't ready. But if you are, be prepared to be gutted. And be prepared to live a better life. With no gains at all. Glory to God. Glory to God. Whosoever committeth sin transgresseth the law. Transgresseth also the law. And it's true. The law tells us what we're doing wrong. And when you know what you're doing wrong, you do it anyway. You just sinned. You transgressed the law. For sin is the transgression of the law, meaning you break the law. Just that simple. And it's bad, right? Good people break the law. Bad people break the law. People double-minded break the law. Amen? People break the law. Thank God for Jesus Christ. That the law and the penalty of the breaking of the law does not stay with you because of Jesus Christ. Because of his grace, his mercy. Amen. Amen. And ye know that he was manifest to take away our sins when you do break the law. And in him is no sin. Yes. Christ makes us clean. Always has, always will. Period. It's just that simple. The word keeps you dirty. Amen? The, the world keeps you down and dirty. Keeps you grimy. You know? It, it, there's a saying, some people wake up grimy. They wake up knowing what they want to do in life. And it's all grimy. It's no good. Amen? Some people wake up in Christ. Ready to glorify God. Ready to do something to touch someone's life. That's the difference in people. That's the difference in spirits. That's the difference. They, they have their place in the flesh. You have your place in the spirit in Christ. That's the difference. See what I'm saying, right? Look at an old picture of yourself. See if I'm lying. I guarantee you I'm not. Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. Listen now. Whosoever sinneth have not seen him, neither knoweth him. After you find yourself, you are no longer on purpose with sin. Am I correct? You shouldn't be, right? After you find yourself in Christ, after you, after you understand who you are, after you've been gutted of every mistake and cleaned the, the fins on the outside of the fish, that's your sin. God, he, he rips them all off. You're clean now. You could take, you could take your hand and slide it, just like this on that fish, because there's no more scales and it's smooth. That's your sin gone. That's your sin gone. And then they're going to put you in the fire. He's going to put you on the fire. And when he puts you on the fire, you're going to come off. You're going to be like, mm, I'm a sweet aroma to God now. <laughs> and because I'm a sweet aroma to God, if something smells sweet and it's a good aroma, guess what? It's going to taste good. Mm. That means you taste good to God. You smell good to God. Y'all cooks in here. I'm not. Y'all are. <laughs> God is. I can relate. It's important. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is 
righteous. Listen to what he said. I'm going to go all the way back to verse 6 for a second. Okay? Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not, meaning you're not a, a repetitive sinner. Don't get it twisted. We all fall short of the glory of God. You're not a repetitive sinner. Repetitive left you a long time ago. Amen? Mm -hmm. You're not a repetitive sinner. You sin, but you repent. Mm -hmm. People who are repetitive, they sin, 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 and they don't repent because they ain't trying to. Let's go back to seven again. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous. Even as he is righteous. Because it's Yahweh's will working in you to do so. It ain't you. It ain't me. When you do something good, it's never you. It's God. It's the God inside of you. Because you found that place in Christ. Amen. Amen. Like, oh my God. Someone said to me, he said, and I had Randall with me. Randall was just like nine. And Randall Jr. And he said, um, the guy was like, your dad is the, one of the greatest people I know. And I said, Randall, answer this dude for me. <laughs> answer him. Answer him right now. Right? He said, what? What did I say wrong? I said, just listen to my nine-year-old son. He'll tell you. He says, no one's good but God. My dad's just okay. He said, well. He said, that just blew my mind. <laughs> he said, that's crazy. I said, but it's true. He said, I can see what you, I see what you say. He said, that's dope. I said, awesome. Glory to God. <clears throat> so it's never you. It's never, it's never you. That's good. It's always God. Amen. It's always God. No matter what. So when you do something, yeah, feel good about what you do. Because you're working for God. Don't feel good about and let it that feel good turn to pride because it ain't you. It's God. Amen? Amen. It's God. Verse 8. He that committeth sin is of the devil. For the devil sinned from the beginning. For, for this purpose the Son of God was manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. That's why Christ came. To destroy Satan, to destroy death, to destroy the works of the devil. Because if you repent, it removes the sin. You're destroying the devil. Amen? Amen. And you find your place in it. You find yourself in a different place with Christ. How good do you feel after you repent? You feel great. I know I feel great after I repent. After I've done something wrong. Whether it be something small, medium, or big. After I've done something wrong, and I know I've done something wrong, and I repent, and I feel the grace of God come upon me, the mercy, the love. <laughs> the mercy and the love, right? And you feel that grace. You want to give that grace. Amen. You want to give that mercy. Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin. They're not habitual. For his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin. Because he is born of God. Listen now. You have a newness in God, a new heart, a new mindset. You can't sin. You don't want to be the old person that you want, that you used to be. You don't want to be that old, dusty person that was in the flesh and you found your place in the flesh. Amen. That person was dusty and old. You're a new person in Christ. Watch this. And this the children of God are manifest. 
and the children of the devil, whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. And we get into something else now. Okay. Here we go. Listen, if we do good after we found ourselves in Christ, it's only because we are compelled to do good by Yahweh, Holy Spirit, by His Holy Spirit that lives in us when we found ourselves in Christ Jesus. So we can't brag or boast. It's Yahweh's way that lives in us to do His holy will and to touch His children that He loves and carry out His holy righteousness in the name of Jesus Christ. Praise God. But that even that, that even goes for your brother. If you're sitting next to the person, if you're sitting next to someone and you hate them, and they're both worshiping God with you, and you have a problem with them and it's not resolved, your love for God is not made perfect, and that's a problem. Amen. Mm -hmm. It's a problem. Should not be that way. Let's get into it. Eleven. For this is the message that you heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. Now that's Cain, who was. Of the wicked one, Satan himself, that's the wicked one, and slew his brother Abel. I added Abel. And wherefore slew he him? Because his own works were evil and his brother's righteous. So what, what does that tell you? So Abel died because Cain was jealous. Abel died because his works were righteous and his brothers were unrighteous. You hear how Abel as a teenager spoke to God. God will say to Abel in Genesis 4, he will say, where is thy brother Abel? He will say, am I thy brother's keeper? Who are you talking to? That's how you talk to your father, the creator of the world? I don't think so. You have lost your mind. But God's a wonderful God. He will put a mark on it, Cain, and say, I will use you throughout history. I will use you. I will use you. Okay, the very mark of the beast. Because call it a beast because his father is a beast. And that shows you the different marks. The tall is the mark of God. The seal of God. The truth. The knowledge. The wisdom. You carry that. You found your place in Christ. Okay? You know who you are. Those people with the mark of the beast don't know who Christ is. They don't understand who he is. Their place is in the world. And their place is in their father. Who is their father at that moment. Which is the devil. That's truth. 13. Marvel not, my brethren, if the world hates you. The world's going to hate you. People won't have a problem with you because people got a problem with God. And if God lives in you, if Christ lives in you, if the Holy Spirit is your anchor, they're going to have a problem with you, whether you know it or not. Be prepared for it. We know that we have passed from death to life. Yeah, we've been there. We went from death to life. Because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brethren abideth in death. Listen now. This is brother or sister in Christ. You can't love Yahweh if you hate your brother or your sister in Christ. If you hate without a cause. You can't love Yahweh if you hate your brother from your mother. You can't. You, you just can't. Okay? Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer. Do you see where you fall under? That's fonyance. Murderer. That means that's premeditated murder. If you hate your brother or your sister in Christ. 
You fall under murderer, and murderers have no place in heaven. Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer, and ye know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. Basically, you still haven't found yourself in Christ. Hereby perceive we the love of God, because he laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for our brethren, for the church, for the body of Christ. He's not asking you to die, but he's asking you to sacrifice. Amen. But whoso hath this world goods, meaning if you have money, if you have wealth, and you seeth his, bro his brother or his sister have need, and shutteth, and shutteth up your bowels of compassion from him or her, how dwelleth the love of God in you? If you have money, and you're able to help someone with money. And you shut up your compassion. You, you suck it up like you turn off a faucet. And he says, nope, can't help you, sorry. When you really can. Guess what? The love of God does not live in you. Has not lived in you. Will not live in you. Because it's foul. You're wrong. You are wrong. But it's my last. You give them what you can. Amen. People... With no compassion has not found their place in God, in Christ. People with compassion. And with Christ, Christ they give to all who ask you. People with compassion. You don't give so someone can be hurt by what you give. Because then you're stupid. You're not using wisdom and understanding. Again, all the way back to Proverbs. You're not using wisdom and understanding. You're not discerning. Got to do what's right. Amen? Mm -hmm. Always do what's right. I don't believe in wrong. Wrong is bad. It is bad. I tell my kids every day. Be right. Do right. Be good. Be good. They're older. I be like, be good. Do good. And guess what they say to me? Be good. Because <laughs> one of my nicknames is Rambunctious Randall. <laughs> be good. 18. My little children, let us not love in word. Don't love in word. Neither in tongue. But indeed and in truth, be about your father's business. It is his business to be righteous. It is his business to be wonderful. It is his business to be great. It is his business to be magnificent and awesome because that's who he is. Be a part of that. Amen. And hereby we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. How? For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. This is so beautiful. I'm going to read 21, then I'll read and I'll explain together. They go together. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then have we confidence toward God. Let me explain to you what, what, how beautiful this is. Okay? So the spirit that lives inside of you from God, the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, is greater than our hearts. Amen? And knows everything. When we sin, the Spirit convicts us. If we have Yahweh's Holy Spirit, it convicts us. It convicts us of the wrong and causes us to desire to change, to live for Yahweh and Jesus Christ. And this verse reminds us that Yahweh knows our motives. He knows our motives. Since he knows everything, there's no hiding our feelings, our sin from him, ever. When we found ourselves in Christ Jesus. What a beautiful verse. 
So awesome. So well put. John, glory to God. You see why you snap back? You see why you snap back? Hmm? You ever been on a roller coaster? I know you have. And you go down and you're... Is it your esophagus that snaps? On a roller coaster? Is it your... It feel like your stomach goes... And boom, right? I think that's your esophagus, right? Um. Oh, wait. Maybe it's not that. Something in your stomach. Your... your you're, um, it's something, okay? You feel it, though, right? When you go up, and then you come down, and you're like, whoa, right? It's crazy, right? That's how it is. That's how it is. If you have the Holy Spirit, if you found your place in Jesus Christ, if you're God's elect, right? And you sin. You do something you know was wrong. You feel so bad inside. That's the conviction that God has placed upon you. To do what's right. When you don't feel bad inside, no convictions there. God's not there. He's not there because you haven't found your place in Christ Jesus yet. Make sense? 22. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of Him, true, because we keep His commandments and do those things that are pleasing in His sight. Do you do things that are pleasing in His sight? Again, it ain't you, it's the will of God in you, it's what compels you. And this is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of the Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another, as he gave us commandment. And he that keepeth his commandment dwelleth in him, and him in him. See, do you see that? You find yourself in him. The word dwelling here is mino, mano in the Greek, and it means to dwell, even with a purpose. Glory to God. And hereby we know... That he abideth in us by the spirit which he hath given us. So when we find ourselves in Christ Jesus, the Holy Spirit finds us and dwells. Amen? Amen. It's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. In closing, Micah 6. A couple of verses. In closing, Micah 6, 6. I'll close you out. Hope you enjoyed this. Micah 6, 6, and it reads, Wherewith shall I come before the Lord? You ask yourself, how am I going to come before God? How should you come to church? How should you come to church? Does it matter what you wear? Not really, as long as it's clean and fresh. As long as you present well, okay? As long as you're not causing a distraction in church, okay? I'm more so worried about your mind. God's worried about your mind, your mindset, okay? And wherewith shall I come before the Lord Yahweh and bow myself before the high God? Question. Shall I come before him with burnt offerings? With calves of a year old? Nope. Nope. We look for perfect calves. Christ was the perfect lamb. Will the Lord Yahweh please with thousands of rams? Nope. We don't, he don't want your burnt offerings. He wants your love. Amen. Amen. Or with 10,000 rivers of oil? Nope, he don't want your offerings. He wants your love. He wants you to know of him. Hosea 6.6 6. Shall I give my firstborn for my transgressions, for my sins? He never told us to do that, amen? The fruit of my body for the sin of my soul. He never told us to do that either. Christ died one time for the world, for all who will believe upon him. This is the greatness of God. This is what he wants you to know. This is how you find yourself. This is what he wants you to do. He has showed thee, O man, O woman, what is good. He showed you throughout this word, did he not? 
And what doth the Lord Yahweh require of thee but to do justly, to be right, to do what's right, and to love, to have compassion, to love with the love of God, amen, to have mercy, to forgive, to give grace, because we seek grace from him, and to walk humbly with thy God, amen, amen. to walk humbly with God. What a beautiful couple of three verses. Only do what's pleasing to Yahweh in Christ. Do justly and love. Give mercy because we desire it from Yahweh in Jesus' name. Be humble in wisdom and in understanding and in knowledge and in his Holy Spirit and in his blessings. And walk humbly with our humble God. I'm going to say that one more time. Walk humbly. With our humble God. With our humble God. What you may see as pride. Okay. Sometimes for me. Ain't pride. It's confidence and humbleness. Okay. It's never pride. It's always humbleness. And it's just confidence. Straight confidence. Okay. Because I am confident. In who I serve. And my place in Christ Jesus. And walk in the newness of mind. In Jesus Christ. Remember, send the grace of God because that's what He wants you. God bless you all. I love you all. All going praise to the Father and the Son. I take credit for nothing in Jesus' name. Find yourself. Amen. In need of prayer, visit our website to leave a prayer request at BethelHouseOfTruth.org. Again, that is BethelHouseOfTruth.org. Were you moved by today's message? Download it now via our website for a donation of $10. Help us sow a seed of truth around the world. Donate any amount today. Thank you and God bless you.